Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the pod. It is season five, episode number six. I'm Chris. That is Tim. Hey, bud. Hey, Cloudy. What's going on today, buddy? Not too much, man. Um, this one threw me off. A short work week. Oof. I feel like today's Monday, but uh, good to be here for the pod. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure what day it is today, buddy. I had a <laughs> banger of a weekend. Loved the weather. Had a couple beers. It was great. How confusing is this? Okay, so we've talked about the messaging in Ontario, how we're still in a lockdown, right? And we're still at a, a stay-at-home order. But golf is back uh, as of Saturday. So you're allowed to golf, but technically you're not allowed to drive anywhere that's not essential. You're only supposed to leave your house for essential reasons. So I guess that counts, right? Like golf is... I think it's uh, teleportation is the, uh, <laughs> is, the, is the messaging. Obviously, it's only for the elite, but uh, teleportation, <laughs> I think, is where they're going with this right now. I have no idea, buddy. I, I don't get it. I tried to quit reading the rules. Like, I follow yeah. the rules, but I'm like, can't read into them now because I don't get it. I don't get it. How do you stay at home and have... You're going to have five people in your backyard? I don't, know. It's, I don't know. Yeah. But how am I supposed to get to your backyard if it's not essential? Like, you know what I mean? It's so so confusing. I uh, hope you had a great long weekend. Uh, hope you got a chance to catch uh, Season 5, Episode 5 last week with uh, fishing legend, outdoorsman legend, uh, Bob Azumi was our guest. And that was uh, that was great. He just – we I, I think we the, asked him uh, two questions the whole time. And yeah, he just he came out of the gate hot. And it was perfect. <laughs> That's what, yeah. I, you know, when you have Bob Azumi on, you just want to hear Bob Azumi stories, and we did. So that was yeah. fantastic. That was that was a big score for us to get, uh, get Bob Azumi on. And I, I've been enjoying the, the little clips that you posted this week, too. Uh, some Good to relive some of those stories. I think I was too busy laughing when he told them the first time. So go check it for out sure. if you haven't seen the Bob Azumi episode. For sure, for sure. Andre's tuning in here tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can watch, if you're watching on Facebook tonight, that's great. You can also watch on YouTube or download the audio. We get that up there on Wednesday mornings and uh, wherever you get your uh, pods, that's where you're going to find it there. Gavin Anderson is our guest from uh, Anderson Craft Ales in London. We're going to talk to him in just a second. But first, Timmer, our sponsors for Season 5, Episode number 6. Oh, buddy, if you're looking to buy or sell, Chris McLeod is the guy over at Realty House. Uh, had a buddy... Send me a text today. He said he bought a house with Chris McLeod today on closing. Yes. That buddy gets two cases of flywheel. You heard it two. here first. Two, ca- <laughs> two cases of flywheel. You heard it here first. Also, right. big thank you to Shauna over at the uh, Health House. Check out uh, Shauna at the healthhouseck.com if you're looking to be healthy. And, again, our best wishes go out to our friends at the Pakistan Super League. Obviously, we just want to be friends. What we also want them to be is safe. Not yet, eh? Not back on the no. no? Field, pitch, pitch. What's drinking, bud, is how we start off uh, every pod. We uh, feature the three beers that we're going to drink during the pod here tonight. Tim, I'm going all in tonight. I'm going all in on my uh, Anderson Craft Ale. So I've got three ideas here. (laughs) Going straight. I'm going all in. All in. I'm. I'm. All cards to the middle. All cards oh, to the good middle. Good for you, buddy. Uh, what are you drinking? I also, have, I also have the uh, Anderson IPA that uh, we'll talk to Gavin about. So I'll crack that one. Uh, got my hands on one of these this weekend. This is uh, Meanwhile Down in Moxie from oh. uh, our friends over at uh, Great Lakes. This one's delicious. Uh, has the Eldorado hops in it. And I just love this. And then I stumbled upon this this weekend. This is uh, Cabin yes. Jeans. A cream ale from our friends at Refined Fool. And then uh, it, it comes in this nifty little four-pack. 
right here. That's four packages now empty. Yep. But yep. this nifty little four pack. But I saw on their Instagram that this is uh, rebranded. This used to be Troll Toll. So if oh, you enjoyed no Troll Toll in the past, uh, it's now called Cabin Jeans. And I had one of these yesterday, and it's refreshing. So that's my lineup here tonight, Cloudy. I am going to go with the uh, Anderson IPA to start, though. Well, Just with that, I find my glass. There it is. <laughs> let's pull in the president of Gavin Craft or Gavin Anderson Craftales. It is Gavin Anderson. Gavin, how you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you guys? Very good, very good. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on here. I know it's pretty busy as the president of a brewery, uh, but we're glad you found some time to do this. Yeah, sure, no problem. What are you drinking tonight? What do you What do you drink when you're not drinking? Uh, well, I guess that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say most of what I drink is probably our own stuff just because yeah. it's very convenient. <laughs> um, but I, I I mean, I we've got our um, Summer Pilsner that's releasing this weekend, so I, I snuck a six-pack of that home early, and that's what I'm going for now. Nice, Delicious. nice. Do you, get fine, do you find you get invited to a lot of parties and, like, invite Gavin? He'll, he'll take care of some bevies for us. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, maybe not the first time, but it helps with repeat invites for sure. And <laughs> <laughs> Those awkward moments when you're at a uh, at a barbecue, I'm sure, and you look over at a friend and he's not drinking an Anderson. Is it like a, a shy, like, okay, let's get one of those. Is that is that what's going on with buddies? Yeah, I, I should just get uh, like koozies that just look like our cans. <laughs> and we can just slip Love whatever that idea. in there and everybody's happy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Anderson Craft Ales, of course, you're the president. Your family uh, family is is behind this. How long now for Anderson Craft Ales? And, and give us a little background on, on the story and how it all came to be. Sure. Yeah, this August will be uh, the, our five-year anniversary. So it's um, it's been, yeah, it's been a, a whirlwind. It doesn't feel like that long, but uh, apparently, well, it also feels like it hasn't been that long and it feels like it's been 10 yeah. times longer than that. So it, it depends what day you ask me. But um yeah, it started out, I was um, uh, working at a, another brewery in New Brunswick where I was the head brewer there. So I, um, I, I mean, I've, it's always been a, a dream of mine to open a brewery and, and I worked there for a few years and we won uh, tons of awards for, for beers we brewed and it was going very well. And then I've, I mean, it took a couple of years to convince my family to all get behind it, but but we did and, and uh, I moved back to London and, and the rest is, is history. So London isn't home, though, right? Is it Guelph? Uh, I guess closer to Guelph. I mean, I, I've I've moved around a fair amount, but um, like I had, uh, we have a family that that has lived in London for forever. Like my grandparents lived here, and my cousins lived here, and so I grew up, I guess, outside Guelph. But then I, I mean, I've also lived in uh, like Toronto for a bit, and then I moved to Kentucky for a bit, and then I went to New oh. Brunswick, and then came back here. It's cool. Gavin, really cool. Gavin, I saw in a bio, I think today when I was reading up, you you have a PhD in microbiology. Is that a, is that for real? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what was the like? What was your plan? Like, you didn't get that to become a brewer, did you? Or like, how did that? How did you go from PhD in microbiology? I'm kind of just asking for myself because I have a little bit of a science background, but I've never made the jump, obviously, to have my own brewery. So, how do you go from getting a PhD in microbiology to jumping in to be a head brewer instead yeah that's a good question i think i found i wasn't definitely wasn't my original goal so i've been i've been home brewing for uh like i guess maybe 10 or 15 years or so maybe more 
and then uh, I was doing my PhD while I was homebrewing at the same time. And a microbrewery opened up right around the corner from where I was going to school. And I started, we went there and we drank there a lot. And then I started volunteering there because I just loved the place and love the atmosphere. And then I realized there's a ton of overlap between what I was doing, like what I was studying and what they do in the brewery between the like chemistry and biology aspect of it and combine that with the home brewing and all three together. And it, it kind of made it look like it was actually a, a viable uh, career choice and not just a, a fun hobby. So it, it was as soon as I graduated, that's when I, I flipped over from from uh, science to brewing and I haven't haven't looked back. There's a fine line in school when when you go to a brewery for research purposes and for for just partying purposes and, and you made it and you, you turned it into more than just like hey i'm going out and getting some beers in me tonight or you turned it into uh, into a career was like I, I know tim just asked you about how you how you became brewer but was what was the goal was it always to be a brewer or when did you go this is it this is this is what i want to do yeah no it definitely wasn't the the original plan it was uh i think it was, it was when I started volunteering at the brewery. So I was working there just a couple shifts a week, just like shoveling grain out and, and squeegeeing the floor and working the canning line. And, and just, just cause I wanted to get a kind of behind the scenes look. And, and that's when I realized it was, it was a lot of the same concepts and principles that they were applying to uh, something that's just, I think a little more fun than, than sitting in a lab all day. I think that day that you figured that out was probably like, you know, shit, I could do this. And use my background and make it a career must have been like the most eye-opening moment ever. Tim, you, I'm I'm sure you're listening to this because you're thinking, could I volunteer and squeegee the floor? I hear these things. I'm like, because I have also hung out at a brewery, local brewery, and squeegeed the floor and helped them make make some beer and just never made that jump yet into the uh, the brewing. I love everything about Anderson Brewing. I, I probably was there the first time about four years ago. Uh it, it's a simple, like the packaging simple, the, you know, the brewery is a, a, a you know, clean, beautiful place to be in. Uh, what, what's kind of like your philosophy of this uh, brewery? Like when you walk, people walk in the f front door, wh what are you looking for them to, to feel when they come in there? Well, I think, I mean, I like your description of, um, I guess, well, yeah, simple is, is kind of, uh, not not exactly simple, I guess, but more accessible and and just kind of open and friendly. Like I think a lot of craft brewery stuff can be very um, intimidating for people who who haven't been to a lot of craft breweries to jump into. It can and so when you come in and and you see a big menu board and you don't recognize any of the styles or any of the names or if you go to a restaurant and they give you the draft menu and you see a list of dozen beers. And they all have different names, like um, I mean, I, yeah, not 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 to pick out on anybody, but some of them have pretty pretty out there names. And if the server doesn't know what they are, then right. you've, you've got no clue. I guess you can look it up on your phone these days. But back when I when I was getting into it, I mean, I I just want people to know what to expect and and not be surprised or disappointed. So if you see a beer like an IPA, it's it's going to be an IPA in the can. Our cream ale is cream ale. we got a brown, we have a stout, and they're all they're all pretty clearly labeled. And if that's still not enough for you, they all have a description on the back of the can. So <laughs> there should be no surprises inside, except maybe you may be surprised by how good it is. I guess I, I allow that. I like that. I like I like the, the simplicity because, and, and 
Tim, you're you're a craft beer nerd. I'm I'm not at that level yet, but to to have it simple because sometimes I grab beers and I'll I'll get Tim will say what is it? And I'm like I. I, know, I thought the, the can was cool, but like when you're grabbing something like this, you know what you're getting into, and you and you uh, and for like first timers or people that haven't been before, it's, it it eases them in a little bit. I like I like how you've done that. Um, how has it been at the brewery? Obviously, we can't come in and see the great, the great brewery here with what's going on with the pandemic. But how have things been here over the last 15, 16 months, or whatever it's been? Uh, it's been, I mean, it's been a total roller coaster, right? I yeah. think like last March, nobody really knew what to expect. And then we kind of rolled out the opening and then we, we closed it down then we opened it up and we closed it down and then we went in the color coded system and then all the, all the colors changed and then they added more colors <laughs> and then those got closed. And so it's been like, it's been every two or three weeks where there's been a new refresh of rules and you just got to adapt and stay on yeah. your toes and roll with it. So we're still there every day brewing and, and uh, we're, we're following the rules that, that they lay out for us. And it's, but it's been a, it's been a, a, a major challenge. That's for sure. Now, and, and with that, are you able to plan ahead for the summer, like for new releases? I, I know you do a beer fest. Like, are you able to even to, to plan those things or are you just putting those in the back burner until you get the, the, I see say thumbs up, but that could change two weeks later too. Like what, what, what do you do looking forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, I mean, we, we try and plan for things, but then we also have to make sure we have backup plans and that we have like backup, backup plans. Cause yeah. every, like every new beer we make, we, we do one batch of it and we split it between cans and kegs, right? So if we know we're going to be closed down, we go 100% cans cause it's all takeout. If we know we're going to be open, we might go 50 50. So it, it, we kind of have to guess where we're going to be a month from now, two months from now to know how many kegs to fill or else. We just get stuck with a fridge full of, of stuff we can't sell. I got you. Tim, do you have something there, buddy? Yeah. Uh, last week, you guys had the uh, the 100, the 100 cans of beer pack. And again, I missed out on getting it again. <laughs> again uh, what's it like to put out some cases that have 100 beers in it? What like what are your, your clients say when they go to pick up one of these things? Because, again, I, I haven't been able to experience it yet. But one of these days, I'll... I'll make the cut. Uh, what, what What's the look on people's face, I guess, when they roll into a 100-pack case of beer? <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely a, a conversation piece if you if you get one. It's not so much, I mean, this year or this holiday, there's not much you can do, but it's kind of the ultimate, like, backyard barbecue flex, I think, because if you roll yeah. up with a 100-pack. Um, but, yeah, no, a lot of these things just start as, like, we're – stand on the canning line packaging beer and and someone be like you know like you saw those 30 packs like you know it'd be so stupid if we had 100 packs and like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do that and, and so a, a lot of yeah a lot of the things like that are just kind of i don't know we're just kind of spitballing and and some of them we do and a lot of them we don't do but that's one that's one that we thought would be fun and it's not too hard to pull off so we do it a couple times a year that's pretty neat. Um, and I'm just trying to find here, and, and forgive me, because I thought I saw a note, a collaboration with, um, was it Sawdust City that you did? Or am I making that up completely? Uh, we've done a few. Our collab okay. with Sawdust City was, um, that was probably three years ago. It was a okay. black IPA that we did. But then we did one with uh, Great Lakes maybe two years ago. We did one with Left Field and... Uh, most recently, we just did a collab seltzer with Stormstayed, who's who's also in okay. London. 
And how do those come about? Like, is this with your history and brewing? Do you know somebody or is there a phone call made or they come to you? How do those collabs come about? Oh, uh, it's you. I mean, the, the brewing industry is pretty tight knit. So there's a lot of, a lot of our brewers and we'll know brewers from other places because they went to school with them or they worked with them in the past, or we meet them at, at like conferences and trade shows ah. or there's just a brewery that you, that we've gone to and like to hang out with. And we'll just send them a message and be like, Hey, we want to come over and have a couple beers and maybe make some beer at the same time. And That's so cool. they're, they're usually uh, not planned too far in ahead, but there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of like-minded breweries out there that we like to work with and, and we like their beer and, and uh, it's, it's pretty easy to throw something together when you're all in the same kind of mindset. Now you said you, you were brewing out New Brunswick. Was that where you're at? Mm-hmm. Is there a big difference between the New Brunswick market and brewing out there to Ontario, or is it side by side exactly the same? Uh, it's pretty similar. I think it's it's um, it's maybe a couple of years behind. Like uh, the IPA craze was just kind of picking up when when I was there, so it was like six or seven years ago, where it was already pretty much in, in full swing here and. And uh, like hazy IPAs are just starting to pick up there now, I think, or, or maybe in the last couple of years. So it's it's pretty similar. I think that it, it kind of, I mean, it, it seems like the U.S. beer scene is a couple of years ahead of what we see in Ontario. And then we might be a couple of years ahead of what you see in the in the Maritimes. And I don't know what the, if there's, if well, I don't even know if that's accurate. That's just kind of my my uh, observation, but I don't, uh, can't really explain why that would be. Can uh, AndersonCraftDales.ca, uh, if you're listening around the province, how how are you getting your beer to uh, to beer drinkers that want it? So we do. Uh, I mean, if you live close by, we would prefer you come by the brewery and stop by the retail shop and say hello and grab some. We also have uh, LCBOs of kind of Windsor to Toronto, and uh, we offer through our website. We've got free uh, shipping anywhere in Ontario for a hundred dollars or more, two cases or more. Do that. Fantastic. We can do that. <laughs> Tim, do you have anything else, buddy? Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the summer look like? Best case scenario, you guys have a you have a patio. What do you, what do you feel like this is going to look like for you guys to open up here? Hopefully, in the next month or so. I'm I'm guessing with number of codes and percentage of vaccinate whatever that I don't even like. I lost the algorithm of what this is going to look like now. For but you Phase know, like eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, London's beer scene is awesome. Been there several times with buddies, uh, tour around, always want to hit Anderson. But what's it going to look like this summer? What are you guys planning on on doing to make f- people feel safe there? I think I think it looks pretty positive for the summer. I'm, I've got a, a really good outlook for it this year. We, we've got the city has approved uh, outdoor patio extension for us. So nice. we, have, we can have uh, like 50 people outdoors, tons of distance and spread out and, and – uh, we're doing table service and we have um, like an in-house kitchen now. So it, it'll be great. I mean, come outside and, and sit on the patio with a, a small group and you're 10 feet away from anyone else and you get some fresh beer and fresh food. And I think I've, I got, a, I got high hopes for this summer. I think it's going to be, it's going to be great. We do as well. Gavin, uh, appreciate your time. Really do. Uh, AndersonCraftDales.ca go online. And uh, when we can, we're coming up for a visit and uh, we're going to get in there and try some stuff. Hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. Gavin, thanks a lot. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, Gavin. Gavin Anderson. Gavin Anderson uh, Craftdales in uh, in London. If I could spit out the name properly. I wanted to call it Gavin Craftdales the whole time, which... <laughs> 
Maybe uh, he did too, but yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, Cloudy. Uh, Anderson Craftales has uh, always been one of my favorites. Uh, I think the beer that they make is just crisp, clean. It's good. It's just quality beer. The first time I was ever in there, I was like, man, I like this place. And then I didn't even know when you go in, there's an upstairs, like above the oh, yeah. cooler. And I didn't, like, the first time I was there, I didn't even go up there. Then the next time I was there, I went up there. I'm like, damn, this place is even cooler than I thought it was the last time I was here. So if you're in the area this summer, uh, definitely go check out Anderson. Uh, I always do when I'm in London, if it's to have a beer there or pick up a case of beer. Um, they're, and they're all usually short cans, too. And I love the short cans. I love the short cans, especially in the summertime. They're cream ale. Delicious. We call that crushable. crushable. Yeah, crushable. 100%. Gavin, just, he just checked out there. Thanks to thanks for him for joining. I, you know what? Trying to nail him down. We've been trying to do that since about season three. To, to get him to come on and you know busy guy running a business first of all in a pandemic is not easy and then trying to get some time just to to talk and it's you know playoff hockey night so we get it we get it yeah, we it's, get it it's busy it's busy uh, i have a bunch of things here in the beer buzz tim um that i want to talk about usually the weekend after the long weekend in mm -hmm. in ontario it's the returns for leukemia weekend bottledrive.ca oh, yes, uh, sure. last year they raised and, and obviously in the middle of a pandemic usually it's a you know a crazy event where you pull up and there's a bunch of things going on at the beer store you drop off your empties and yeah yada 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 a bunch of stuff going on so last year was a little different it was a little tamer uh still raised about eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars across wow. ontario That's uh awesome. yeah and their donations prior to um oh, where did i have that i think it's like eight million it's it's a crazy number that they've raised here uh but that is canceled this year there is no mm. uh returns for leukemia because of uh, because of the pandemic so they encourage you to donate your empties uh when you visit the stores there is um a lot of groups that do like these these can drives and stuff so if you know of one that's uh, one way to do it but that bottle drive won't be happening this year because i know a lot of people like my mom she drinks eight beers a year and she saves those cans. She does. She doesn't yeah. drink very many. She saves those cans, and she's like, "I'm saving them for the bottle drive." Yeah, great. Every every big counts, but she can get rid of those now. She I, uh, those. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll be back in business uh, next year and get those donations uh, for leukemia. Great cause. Uh, hopefully they'll be back in business next year. BottleDrive.ca. Uh, Tim, want to talk about a uh, a brewery in? Um, Okanagan, Okanagan, BC, the Okanagans. Okay. Uh, it's called the small axe roadhouse and they've been saving up to buy draft taps for quite a while. They didn't, they opened, they didn't have draft taps and they want to do something different. Uh, they've been just doing cans. So they want to do something really different to, you know, get some attention. So the female manager and her other staff thought of a design. Are you ready to see this? This uh, is, yeah, the beer I think I did see this one. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so. They opened uh -huh. up. Okay. Uh, it's all women, mostly. Uh, manager and the and the, the everyone working at the bar is mostly women. Uh, they got a lot of positive feedback, but they also got a bunch of negative. Well, you know, surprise. You put something on the internet, you're going to get something negative back. But these are the beer taps they used. So there you see, obviously, uh, what is that? Six taps in the middle, and then they got four. Um, Unique positions. taps. Yeah, uh, uniquely positioned. I have been to a lot of breweries. I've never yeah. seen it. So it's unique. Hundred percent. That's unique. Uh, yep. I'd, I'd try it. I'd, <laughs> I'd have a beer there. And yeah. Not sure, not sure what else you want me to go with on this well, one. Well, that's all right. I, I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Is that what's is, is that what's poured off of it? 
Yeah, the that's Queen's, the Queen's, the Queen's Lager. The Queen's Lager comes off those two beer taps, right that's there. Fantastic. Um, I had something else too, Tamara. But uh, oh, you wanted to talk about uh, the the chugging this weekend. Oh so yeah, uh, the Sheepdogs. Obviously, if you know yeah. me, you know that big fan of the Sheepdogs. Uh, they have a new album coming out this weekend uh, called No Simple Things. Six new bangers. Um, but they have something pretty cool, I think, on Friday night. They are going to do a celebratory Zoom beard shotgunning with hopes of uh, setting a world record for the most shotgun beers at once. So, obviously, uh, I got my ticket and uh, I'm in for the uh, release party. So, really? yeah, I, you know, I've been missing out on seeing the sheepdogs in the last year. And that's a big part of last summer. I was getting ready to listen to the sheepdogs somewhere live and have some beers with them. I've actually had some beers with them before. Nice. Haven't shotgun with them, but uh, I friggin' will this weekend. That's, that's for sure. awesome. That's a Friday night. You said Friday night. I think yeah. it starts at eight. I got my ticket. I'm in for some shotgun and the beers and listen to some new sheepdogs. They got a new video out for their new yeah. song, Keep On Loving You. I got so jacked up, buddy, when I saw the video. They're back. Makes me feel good. Makes How me cool. feel good. How cool was it to start Friday, um, Friday, the long weekend with the new hip, uh, oh, new old, awesome, old hip, right? Saskadelphia? That yeah. was pretty neat. That was so dripping with Canadianity. Just maple syrup dripping it was like yeah long canadian was, uh, weekend. they had that one figured out pretty well they eh? released yeah. that on a long weekend everybody listened multiple times they talked to a couple guys this weekend they said they had it on repeat all weekend so yeah it was solid solid, solid release for sure Hear, hearing gord's voice again it's pretty sweet yeah. uh timber so the story uh in uh, in the new york uh times i think it was today so CC Sabathia, former major league pitcher, left-hander, yep. big lefty. Like he was a big boy. Big he big he had put on some weight, he had some some uh some great years with the Yankees, and he pitched for a couple of their teams too. He's retired since, and he is now playing softball with a local team in is New he York. Pitching? No, he's a first baseman. And he That's can he, yeah, he can rake too. He rakes. He's a big boy, and it's all over the internet. Uh, he shows up there. I don't know. This is this is our production values right here. There you can see him Just up the back. Just crushing balls. Yeah, crushing balls. And they've even they even printed his uh, his box score in there. Yeah, there's CC. Boom, boom. So it's like, is CC crushing three. balls after the game? Yeah, is Isabella's. Isabella's is watching here tonight over at uh, Kingston uh, Brewery. You should say hi. Kingsville Brewery. Yeah, yeah Kingsville, Kingston. Good God. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's scramble Sorry. Leafs game's on soon, right? That's what you're I'm keeping an eye on the time. Yeah, I'm 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 getting we'll, that. We'll, we'll get people out of here in time for that tonight, buddy. Yeah. Um Phil Mickelson was the PGA uh, winner, the PGA championship on the weekend. How weird is it that they're making such a big deal at Phil being the oldest PGA player? Like it's not like he's eighty eight. Like, right. let's what is he's he? Fifty? Fifty. So yeah. that's that's old on the tour, yeah. But uh, like fifty. It's pretty on. badass to walk in yeah. as a six-year-old, right? Like, yeah. amazing for him to come in and do that. I'm sure the young guys were like, mm, "Get out of here, Phil!" And yeah. then he just comes in and shit kicks them. Do you think Phil's Fantastic. ripping dad jokes in the change room? <laughs> like he's Wait. doing like dad 
Yeah. He obviously could be some of their dads, right? Oh, yeah. Of like course most he could. of them, probably. Yeah. He's crushing uh, beers now, too. Oh, yeah. Light beers, for sure. For sure. Um, oh, Tim, this is a legend. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm so scrambled tonight. Uh, guest from Season 4, Episode 2, was uh, Hall of Fame pitcher Fergie Jenkins. And today is mm-hmm. the date, 39 years ago, that Fergie struck out his 3,000th batter and the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame tweeted this out today. And I thought, this is really cool. So Fergie strikes out his 3,000th batter and the play-by-play guy is Harry Carey. Right? Yeah, I thought that was him. I thought it was. I heard it today. It was this awesome. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. You can go back and listen to Fergie on Season 4, Episode 2 of the pod, but here is uh, his 3,000th K. Makes his time. Here's the pick. Throws the baseball into the dugout. All of his teammates coming out to shake his hand. The photographers are out there. <laughs> A historic moment for Chicago Cubs baseball. How how smooth ovation. was Fergie there, eh? Oh. This is 3,000K, and he's just like, yep, no big deal. Yeah. Throws it into the dugout. I'll take that later. He's just like, got this. That's couple, that was smooth. Couple. Couple things was uh, Harry Carey's voice uh, on a beer pod. Like that guy, like three beer pod. That he's not even warmed up at threes. Like he's just he's just getting started. Harry was legendary, right? Amazing. A couple things. The the production, and we were laughing about our production here tonight. But like the production, just put a blue circle around Fergie. It's like okay, good chance he gets it tonight. You got that blue. You got the blue circle ready. Okay, we're ready for it. We're ready um, for it. But I thought it was funny because he strikes the guy out and the catcher throws it back to him. And Fergie's like, no, we're keeping this. And he's like, yeah, well, like Fergie had to had to save the ball himself. I think that kind of made Fergie look like he's like, God damn, no, I'm keeping that ball. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw that this yeah. afternoon. I'm like, damn, good job, Fergie. Like, just so smooth. Loved oh. it. Yeah, just strutting around in the middle of that blue circle, like, yeah, f yeah, three thousand k. He, when Fergie retired, he was the first pitcher in baseball to ever retire with over three thousand strikeouts, less than a thousand walks. Amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and keep keep this. We baseball. hung out with him, and we hung out with him. Yeah, Isn't that cool? we got Fergie just dropping in, hanging out with us. Just chilling out, chill out. Well, it's because he he pitched in that time. If he was today and he's making thirty mil a year, he, he wouldn't talk to us. Come yeah, on, he's probably not going to hang up. Yeah, tonight. he actually um, just messaged, messaged me. He wanted a paycheck for the pod, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> shit!" We'll talk to our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. <laughs> now we're at the Pakistan Super League. <laughs> they got us. Oh, buddy, I got one more video, Timmer, uh, to get here for you. And then we can get everybody off and they can go watch the Leafs game. Yeah, I think we've got time for one more, buddy. And then uh, I know people want to get to the Leafs game. little pregame show for you tonight. All right. This is an old video. Um, When I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit, I missed this. This is like a couple years old, but it is hilarious. Uh, There's a guy walking his dog. uh, And here, just just watch this guy. Okay. This is from from a pet. So here's a guy walking. Ooh, a cat falls on his head. 
Now he's out cold. There's the cat. Here's the dog. But why is the dog wearing boots? The dog's like, who the hell? 23 like, days in do? hospital before being discharged this week. He still has to undergo physiotherapy. Come on. Okay. Yeah. So he ended up in hospital for three weeks with the, the neck brace on. So let me play the beginning for you again. So now you can see this. Okay. He's walking his dog. Walking his dog. The dog has boots on. A cat falls off a balcony onto his head. Okay, I missed dog... that part. Okay, hit so me, it's right, right off the top, right off the top. <laughs> I missed the cat falling out of the cat come from <laughs> You want to see the cat again? Okay, let's watch the cat again. <laughs> Uh, the cat's like, what the hell? Dog's like, what happened to you, bud? What the? Walk with, walk with my boots. Talking to myself. Days in hospital before being yeah, discharged. Yeah. There you go. I, there. I, there's a lot of things that confuse me right there in that video. Where yeah. did the cat come from? Why did the guy in the yellow shirt not help? Yeah, Why is the that's dog what I was boots? saying. Why is the dog wearing boots? Other than he's an ass kicker. Obviously, he's going to. Kick yeah. some ass and take some names with that cat, but I. Well, wait though. That's but confusing. The dog, the dog kind of wandered away at first. He's like, "Come on, old man," because he had that old man walk going with their arms behind the back. You know the. Yeah. And you're right. The guy in the yellow or green shirt, whatever, is just kind of like, not my problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what entertained me this week. Uh, Timmer, we got a uh, we got a cool guest coming up next week on the pod. Again, we'll uh, release that on our uh, social medias uh, this week and uh, let you know who's coming up on season season five, episode seven. And uh, we'll have them on next Tuesday night. Yeah, looking forward to that one, buddy. It's going to be good for sure. Yeah, that's cool. You just, you just, you just blacked out on me again. No, Leafs are about ready to hit the ice. So I've All got right, my... buddy. All right, let's just. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> this could be our year, Tim. I, I don't think it. so. I don't I think don't. so. Hey, let's thank our sponsors one last time here. Chris McLeod over at Realty House. If you're looking to buy or sell, Chris is the guy. Shauna over at the Health House. If you're looking to get healthy, Shauna's who to talk to. And best wishes and get well soon to our friends <laughs> at the Pakistan <laughs> Super League. When everything's good over there, we still just want to be friends. Yeah, they'll be back. And eventually they'll answer our emails too. And we'll have a, a chance to talk with them at some point. And, yeah, hopefully. Uh, talk to the MVP. At some point. Thanks to Gavin again over at uh, Anderson Craft Ales for uh, stopping by for a visit here tonight. Uh, visit andersoncraftales.ca. That's where you can find them online. And uh, and hopefully we get a chance to get up to London here again real soon and check out Anderson and, and the other. But yeah, hopefully we get to go somewhere and check out something at some point. <laughs> that really went astray there. I just, yeah. you, you had to focus and then you're like, screw it. I just want to go someplace. I just don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Somewhere uh, soon. Season five, episode six in the books. We'll see you next week for episode seven. Tim, cheers, buddy. Thanks, Claudia.